Hello and welcome to my podcast on marketing Nairn County, a non-league Scottish football club. My name is Michael and I'm taking you through life marketing the club, working on next to no budget. To make it a little bit trickier, I'm also doing it remotely, living over three hours drive away from the town of Nairn. Let's get into it. As always, a wee bit more about the club before we get really into it. So, as you know, we play in the Highland League in Scotland. Our closest rivals are Clark Nakadden, or, or Clark as they're better known, um, up in Inverness, and Forest Mechanics, both. Um, we sandwiched the, the, the two teams. Um, we've also got, we had a, a bit of a potentially sort of historical rivalry with Elgin City back in the day, but um, we, don't, we don't face them much anymore after they moved to the SBFL about 20 years ago. Our main sponsors at the club are Murray Travel, a travel company based in the north of Scotland. It definitely helps to have a good sponsor, as we all know. Um, we'll hear more about that later on in the next podcast. Side Crystal are a Nairn-based oil and gas company. Um, they purchased the back of our shirt rights to give to Mikey's Line, a mental health charity in there for the next couple of seasons. Scott Owens Joinery and Plumbing are our training wear. Uh, sponsors while Scottsafe, another local company, are our warm up wear sponsors. We also have Top Car Inverness as digital sponsor, Royal British Legion in Nairn as Man of the Match sponsor, and we've got people like the Westerly Hotel and the Classroom Bistro as hospitality partners. You know, like other clubs, we do rely heavily on the help of sponsors and support, and we also have, uh, like a, a lot of other clubs, um, you know, regular home match sponsors, as well as ball sponsors, all of which valuable income for the club. Last podcast, we talked about branding, volunteers and, and university partnerships. This time around, I will cover email marketing and content. So what have we been doing? From an email and content perspective, we've really much been doing the, fo- or had been doing the following. So email wise, you know, if you were a Club 1914 member, you would get the occasional email with a big bit of news or something like a sign-in, uh, but non-members didn't really receive anything. Um, on, on the content front, you know, we had our sort of regular social media updates, which were usually basic information for the most part that we needed to put out. Uh, we also had a podcast, which was produced during the first lockdown, but this stopped after a wee while as the, the football came back and, and other priorities took place. So one of the first things I tasked myself was, you know, I wanted to build our email database. As you'll remember, with some of the goals I talked about in one of the first podcasts that I wanted to achieve, improving the communication from the club was near the top of that list. And both fan surveys that we did, I, I put the option in that you, to hear more from the club, um, which picked us up quite a few new fan email addresses. At the end of the season, we digitalised our fan award votes for, for the first time, um, which again had an option to hear more from the club, um, which subsequently again picked up a few, quite a few more email addresses. And by digitising the um, vote, what I mean by that is, you know, there was two ways of doing it previously. You got handed out a bit of paper at one of the home games or you could um, 
private message on social, um, your vote. So what I did was create a Google form, um, simple, you know, who's your, your first pick, second pick, third pick from all the players, then just did, did the tally at the end, but also allowed us to track um, who was participating. And as I said, you know, those that were able to, um, that wanted to hear more, we, we were able to add, add into the database. Fan base, which we've talked about um, on a previous podcast, helped massively with this too. So, you know, once we started using that, people were um, downloading and registering um, with uh, to, to find out more about New County and viewer fixtures and, and buy tickets, for example. There was a marketing opt-in um, for fans and it was um, from my end, it's easy to go into the dashboard um, and then download the fan list there. So again, I never, it's got a, a decent number um, for us uh, to get off of there. And you know, our, our new website has the ability to, now has the ability to hear uh, more, which again, we talked about the new website um, on a different podcast as well. So combined with our Club 1914 database, um, look, we're, we're probably sitting on, or we managed to get to about 300 fans wanting to hear from us pretty quickly. You know, again, having worked at the Scottish FA and, and dealt with hundreds of thousands of fans, you know, 300 is a, a small number in comparison. But for a club like Nairn County, where we had nobody on a database or, or a very limited number on a database, you know, that this is, is great strides for us and it's allowing us to speak directly to you know, 300 fans that actually really want to hear us and, and are more likely to, to contribute. So, you know, having all these emails, the next question I'm sure is, well, what are you using with all these um, email addresses? So I opted to use MailChimp. It's something I was familiar with using, um, and for a club of our size, when you get the first 2,000 subscribers for free, it was a sort of easy choice to make. You know, admittedly, you lose some of the paid functionality, um, but it is doing the job for us. And when we get enough subscribers, which I hope we will um, at some point, we, we will look for, for a paid plan because it, it really does work um, in, in our for what we need. The beauty of MailChimp, obviously, is that it's pretty easy to use with the drag and drop functionality. It was a great opportunity for us to brand our emails too. Um, so using some of Ewan's assets that he created for us, uh, matching up the colour schemes and using appropriate imagery. I feel we were we were in a good place where, where how we were looking and professionalising our communications. In a bigger or, organisation or team, I would normally have a more structured email and content plan, but look, when you're doing this in your own time, it's more than okay to be ad hoc. Um, as long as you're finding the time to be semi-regular with, with the email communications, um, then then for me, there's not much issue and it's just good to be getting stuff out. I've gone for a newsletter type format when I'm sending stuff out. So this is where I've included a couple of main stories, then a bit of new, of, of a news roundup. Usually I'll, I'll push one or two things and we've got a banner for our main sponsors, Murray Travel, at the bottom as well. So um, helping them um, with their sort of awareness and, and hopefully pushing a little bit of business through them. A busy times during the season, I'd been managing to send the email probably once or twice a week because there was a lot of stuff. Eh, sorry, what? Eh, no, yeah, well, maybe up to once or twice a week. Um, but you know, there was a lot going on and there was a lot to push. You know, as as things 
sort of settled down. Um, been looking at sending emails every sort of two or three weeks. Of course, you know, when big announcements like Kit come about uh, and such like, it made sense to just go there and then it and make that sort of sole or majority content of the email. The good thing about MailChimp and any, obviously, a decent email provider is the ability to segment and, and personalize. Ahead of our pre-season friendlies where Club 1914 home members got free entry to our home matches, I sent an email out and said hello to our members by name and reminded them of their membership number. That would get them uh, the free entry into the ground. I know um, you can use, um, and, and I use MailChimp to welcome sort of all new members as well. Um, so again, I personalize it with their name and membership number. Um, we've moved to using branded emails and MailChimp to provide uh, confirmation, itineraries and thank yous to groups like Stag and Hen Parties, uh, and, and as well as gradually introducing this to wider hospitality. A little bit of work required in the setup there, um, but once in place, it's just, it doesn't take too long to just go in, change uh, some details, names, um, and get it sent out. And again, that's just that professional feel to, to what we're doing uh, and, and a couple of the sort of value add to um, how people feel um, about when they're, they're um, interacting with us and, and what they're getting. You know, the by doing more with the email on the email front, it has actually helped us generate some more revenue by being able to direct people to certain things. So they can now, which we spoke about, by do, do more things online like season tickets, by normal tickets, or, you know, join our Club 50-50 draw. All things that, you know, we didn't really have before. And now with a combination of email, we can pinpoint people to go and do um, some of the actions that we want them to do. The, ne the next step for us once we get in a better position with more time and sophistication is to introduce some automated emails, you know, such as welcome emails and even happy birthdays. You know, this was something we did at the Scotland national team. And although at the moment and there, we haven't been asking for many date of births um, as of yet, it's still something I'd like to get to look to, but you know, it is on a really nice to do list at the moment in time. And there's far more other things, um, you know, we want to get in a place that we develop a junior membership, for example, and from there we have junior fans' date of births, which we can then send them birthday cards that we've designed. Um, so we want to have that more rounded thing. But again, not only club, we're all working uh, uh, for the club in, in our own time. So it's about just prioritising what you want to do and achieve um, and, and working from there. From a content point of view, uh, I knew we were slowly starting to get more information out to fans with increased social activity, you know, the emails, but I still felt there was a place for some longer form content. And one of the things I did was resurrect the podcast and turn it into a, a sort of monthly release update. I had more detail around some of the latest news. So for 20 minutes or so, the director of football, Graham, and I sit down every month. We use Zencaster to record it. Uh, and, and we just chat about what's been going on and, and add more context where we can. You know, I, I then take that. It took a little bit of good, getting used to I never edited podcasts before. I had done that one, um, and now I've obviously done this one. I used Audacity to um, as my platform to edit the podcast, find some copyright-free music, 
And after a little bit of getting used to things and fidgeting about, I kind of started getting in a place I was um, quite comfortable fit, not doing anything revolutionary, but um, in, in terms of of the podcast output. But again, it's providing something else for our uh, fans. You know, average listens are only probably about 100, just over 100, which, again, doesn't seem like a large number, but when viewed alongside our email subscribers, you know, our social media audience and those that go to a match, it's all slowly starting to add up. Of course, you know, there, there'll be some crossover um, from from where, where fans are getting their information, but, you know, it has been well received by fans that listen and it's something that, you know, we'll hopefully uh, be able to continue. You know, at the time of recording, we're still on the hunt of, for someone to come on board at the club and help with more website content. You know, the plan is to find the time to do a monthly update on the website as another way of, you know, finding the information. In all honesty, it's probably something that should have been happening by now, but between waiting for the new website and, and priorities, it's not quite happened yet. But now, uh, again, you know, back in the day, there was a monthly chairman update, and I think it's a, it's an easy way to to an easy thing to resurrect and bring back, and again help help raise who is now a new chairman for us, Mark, um, profile amongst the fans, but also be seen to be on the front foot again, um, in terms of providing the information. You know, the dream is also to get someone on board to help us with create some cool video content around the club. You know, when I worked at the Scottish FA, I remember reading research that was done about why some fans didn't follow the Scotland women's national team at the time. And one of the most popular responses was they didn't know any players. You know, so I, I, that, we took that and it and made that relatively central to what we were doing at the Scottish FA at the time um, in, ter- in terms of trying to raise the profile of those players, particularly the players playing at top clubs. I, I generally believe that this equally applies to, to non-league football. You know, apart from those that regularly go to the game, do you think many others could name or, if it came to it, recognise many of your players? I'll be the first to admit that if it wasn't for now being involved with the team on a regular basis, that and now that I can name every player by just a picture, you know, beforehand, due to the regular nature of me going to the games and limited social media updates, this wasn't so easy. You know, and even at the start, of, uh, when I got on board... You know, in the summer of um, twenty twenty one, I was dealing with um, player graphics or, or the games of Matt. You know, seeing the players going, I'm not hundred percent sure who you are. So it, it definitely helps, and it will help again with fans being able to build a connection to the players as individuals as well as the team. You know, as as I said, at Nairn, it's it's something I've identified as an area we can work on, especially with younger fans. Once we get into the full swing of uh, getting this into action and this podcast um, proves valuable, um, we'll maybe do it as one of the uh, one for the second series if we get that far. That'll be it for this one. But on the next podcast and the final podcast, we'll be talking kits, including how our charity fur kit smashed all club shirt records. <laughs>